that sugar sweet You got what I need Sipping on the potion All that good emotion Just my kind of heat Keep it on me, peep Tested by the potion Love it, this the potion Sit back Relax and prepare yourself for yet another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. A podcast where, no, you're not listening to an expert. Hell, you're not even listening to an adult who has his shit together. You're just chilling with a filthy casual crypto guy who's adventuring in the land of crypto, making all the mistakes so that you don't have to. That's right. Sit back, chill out, and let's get into another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. Thanks for being here. and welcome to another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. Yeah, the most profane and the least profound crypto podcast in the entire cryptoverse. I hope everybody out there is doing fine. I hope everybody's great, uh, having a good time. I hope your crypto portfolios are doing well for you. I hope everybody's great. I mean, there's so much going on right now. Uh, If you're under the sound of my voice, I hope that I can send you some good vibes and we can get on in our cool little corner of the internet. Speaking of our corner of the internet, uh, that kind of brings up what I wanted this episode to be about is I think it's kind of weird how my train of thought got us to this specific topic for the podcast. However, what I wanted to talk about, because since oh, I think a lot of people who will be listening to me are relatively new to the crypto space, or maybe you've been in it for a little while and you could find a little bit into this episode, at least something to kind of tickle your brain and you might have some feedback on, uh, something to get your thought process, get your brain rolling and working. So I wanted to go over the metaverse. For the, the people who aren't really in the space or are new to the space, the metaverse is really like the digital world. I want to make a lot of references, but but the age gaps are, might be all over the place. I think the, the metaverse is a digital world, right? Where you can essentially, I'm going to just in essence, generally, uh, you have an avatar, uh, which would be like a digital representation of yourself. So think of like The Sims, uh, where you make a guy or a girl and, and you walk around the game with it and you play, right? So imagine you making that that avatar that is you and you're walking around this digital space and you know, depending on how far it evolves, you know, there's all kinds of sci-fi out there that kind of plays with this idea, but you get to buy clothes and hats and put them on your person and walk around. You know, it's similar to any of my video gamers out there listening, similar to how you can buy cosmetics and video games, except the cosmetics you buy for this, but you get them on your person and you walk around this universe, metaverse, right? And you walk around and you play games or you earn money or uh, you buy clothing or you actually go shopping. You know, you go into a store and you can literally buy things there that are then shipped to your house. Right. Who knows how far it will evolve. However, I think just kind of making you aware of what the metaverse is, uh, is a big deal. And I'll explain why financially. Let me get through like what drug me to this topic. And once we get there, uh, then I'll explain how why making you aware of this now can help you out financially in the future, right? So I saw another couple content creators always go over this and one of them did a really good job of kind of making it a little more relevant. And they were talking about how if you've ever read the book or seen the movie called Ready Player One, that kind of sets up, I think, an extreme version of what the metaverse would be 
you know, people were essentially, I think in the Ready Player One, if I'm not mistaken, you know, we had run out of oil and there was no gas or it was very, very incredibly expensive. Sounds like real world events. <laughs> the, uh, so they sound really, really expensive or they're really, really expensive where we have no gas. So a lot of people stay at home and they go to work and shop and do all these things in this digital space. Uh, and then, you know, you watch the rest of the movie, you know, well, I don't necessarily think that we're there yet or that that maybe that'll even happen. Who's to know how it'll all play out. But judging by the fact that the world is wild right now, just everybody and their moms just wild and out. Everybody wants to fight everybody just because that's kind of where we're at. I could see a situation where more people are at home somehow making a living at home. More people go digital to do their job. Right. Or, you know, you're Zoom calling in. Sure. But maybe you have a metaverse thing and you go to a digital space that is your work office. And, you know, I know this is far fetched and abstract and nobody could imagine it. But did you imagine you could type something up right now, not on a typewriter, but on a computer, hit enter and somebody on the exact opposite side of the world could see your message within minutes and then send it back to you? You know, did the, the people who made the Model Ts think that we would have battery-powered cars that could go hundreds and hundreds of miles, thousands of miles? You know, did the people who made a car or made the wheel think we'd be flying with the birds? You know, we as a race go from zero to 100 pretty fucking quick, yeah? And technology itself, I mean, I am a millennial, and we as a generation have seen us go from phones on the wall to phones in the car to a flip phone to a mobile phone to music in a brick, to all of it together, to the internet, to the internet at what it is now, to a supercomputer in my pocket. You know what I mean? Drones and shit. Like, we have seen all of this in just my life of 32 years. Oh, oh. That's like, that hurt coming out. But in my 32 years of life, there it is again. <laughs> the 32 years of life, right? I uh, I've seen all this. So imagine... I don't know, in another 10 or 15, where would we be? Where could we be, right? I do believe that some version of that is where we're going. You know, we could theorize this. I think it'd be a lot of fun to just theorize this with a bunch of people and talk about it, you know. Oh, but what if? Oh, but what if? Oh, but what if? And I think you gotta have a lot of fun with it. There are some stark realities that have to come along that pushes the majority of people there. And I believe this is like the big deal. I think this the external upheaval right now in the world is like a big starter for this. I also think that the people who are kind of scoffing at the metaverse, the cryptocurrencies, things like that are the same people that scoffed at the internet when it first started. It'll never work. Internet will never work. You know, why would you do that? Oh, MySpace is dumb. I don't know. Nobody will want Twitter. Nobody will want little short videos on a thing called Vine. Now, then again, we also had Betamax and we had Viddler that was like a YouTube thing. And then we had... You know, we had all these different types of similar technologies that failed and, and one succeeded. So is the metaverse necessarily the coin term? Is it is it what it'll be? Who knows? I don't. I'm not smart enough to know. But I mean, really, we're in that phase where I think it's garnering so many naysayers that, I mean, if you just go by history, it's probably going to happen. But OK, so the big point that I wanted to point out and the reason I brought this to your attention and we kind of talked about it there for a second, kind of rattled off and rambled off about it, is that in case you haven't looked into the metaverse or 
digital assets, not necessarily just the NFTs like I talk about on a regular basis. However, really owning something in the metaverse. And I know that sounds weird. So there are multiple metaverses, okay? We don't have a universal metaverse yet, which is kind of a funny phrase right there. Uh, but we don't have a universal one yet. Like there's not like a Facebook of metaverses, you know? I'm sure they want to be, and I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg's listening to me right now, uh, just scoffing at me for thinking that he doesn't have one made. Uh, however, there's a lot of different ones. So like uh, the sandbox is a metaverse that's kind of voxel-based. Uh, what that means is like, you probably know what Minecraft is. And that's kind of the same like idea. I don't think it's technically voxel-based, but it's kind of the same blocky build, right? It's just a different kind of game style. There's a better way to describe it, and it's just leaving my mind. Anyway, Sandbox has got its own metaverse, right? And then there is like Upland, which is kind of a metaverse. Then there's actually a couple other companies that are either developing metaverses or are a part of metaverses. So there's a lot out there. And similar to like what I said earlier, when there was like DVD, Blu-ray, Betamax, you know, how like one specific type of this thing will come out and be popular. So, you know, give it another year or two and there'll be a metaverse or two that come to the forefront. Similar to how uh, you drive a Honda. Oh, well, I'm only a Toyota person. Similar to that, similar to how do people kind of get brand specific on things, especially like on cars and, and other deals like that, uh, they'll probably be metaverses. They'll probably be one to three that are the widely accepted ones, and those will be the ones where most of the action happens. However, being aware of the metaverse now. So if you have time, just researching or finding maybe, and if I find it, I'll tell you guys, I'm still looking for a really good I guess, news source or update source for things in the metaverse, right? And if we can find like a one to kind of stay on top of or you can stay on top of, then when things come available or like, wow, this really is emerging as the predominant metaverse, then you could go there and invest as though like in IRL. And for those of you who aren't hip internet folks, such as myself, in real life, opposed to buying, I don't know, Saving up $100,000, $200,000 to buy a rundown house in the neighborhood to flip it or do real estate or what have you. Totally plausible, totally thing. There's only so much real estate in the world, you know, whatever. However, being in on these metaverses this low level, being able to invest in a digital asset that requires zero maintenance from you. Now, there's a good chance that there'll be thousands of dollars, maybe twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. Or if it's later in the game because you don't believe me or anybody else, you know, you might be spending that one in two hundred thousand dollars on a digital asset. However, when if I wait, let's just say that you bought a house in the digital space opposed to a real life house. You know, say they were the same price. I know that's absurd, but just run with me. Say they were both $200,000. I don't know what's mo more absurd. A digital house being worth that much or a real house being worth that little. <laughs> but say that's what you did. There is literally nothing that can happen to your digital house in the metaverse. right? There's no tornadoes or fires or break-ins. There's no maintenance cost. You know, at the moment, there's no taxes. I don't really, you know, who knows. Uh, I know the government is kind of shifting its stance a little bit on crypto a lot from shifting it a little from burn it all to the ground to, okay, how can we embrace this? Because we want tax money. But owning a digital asset in this space, guys, look it up. There are stories out there of people who own casinos right now in one or two of these metaverses where you have to gamble with cryptocurrency, right? And they're raking in the equivalent of 30 to 40,000 US dollars once they convert their cryptos over, right? A month. I mean, that's, 
That's wild. You know, I don't know what their initial investment was, but even if it was $200,000, if they make 30000 $30, a month minimum, yeah, I mean, do the math. That's not that's not a lot. What is that? Five, five would be 150, six, seven months, and they have their $200,000 plus a little bit back already? And it's a digital asset that they don't actually have to manage, and it just happens, and let alone if the cryptocurrency that they predominantly trade in spikes up way up, you know, and then they trade it at a higher rate, they can make more. You know, these are obviously like the rare, I got into Nike or Apple before it became Nike or Apple, you know. Some of these might be rare, but making you aware of it now and having it on your radar, I think is really going to be a big deal. And you don't necessarily need to be a landowner. This is kind of a cool segue. So still staying on topic, but kind of shifting more to what my focus is on, which is, okay, like video games, right? Because I, I grew up loving them. Uh, and some of you guys think they're just a waste of time, but for me, a video game, kind of the town I lived in, right? We had games in real, so let's say board games or uh, trading card games. You know, we played a lot of Magic the Gathering. Uh, then we had video games. We we lived in like a small, kind of beat up town. You know, it was a huge industry town. When industry was still over here, it was huge and it was booming. But by the time we came up, all the majority of the factories had moved overseas that generation was retired. We were, the whole economics of the entire area we were in were kind of low, low, crashing. You know, it wasn't a great town. It still raised us and we still did good. And, you know, I I don't have problems with the town or anything like that. It's just video games were like our escape. You know, it's how we could come together and hang out together as friends and play video games and kind of get that little bit of escape or get that dopamine high when we won or beat each other or we both beat or we all came together and beat a game we've been working on for months or a level we couldn't beat and we just passed it. Or we played Magic the Gathering for 14 hours straight, didn't sleep, ate, you know, 50 chili burgers at midnight, you know, whatever it was. It was our escape. So that really cemented video games kind of in my heart as just more than a mindless task that is a waste of time or a waste of money and more of like a small escape from reality. And I don't mean like I'm trying to run away from my life because I, I enjoy my life immensely. It's just that it's kind of nice to be able to have these little slivers of paradise, little kind of opposed to going to a bar and throwing darts at my friends, which some people still do. I'd rather get the kids to bed, go sit down at my computer and get in a chat room with some old friends and we talk about stuff, maybe play a card game or play a game together or go raid a dungeon or, you know, something like that. Now multiply that by a bunch and imagine that's what everybody wants to do or that's where the majority of humans are doing. What they're doing is is escaping and trying to find this way and they start doing that and it becomes more widely accepted and less frowned upon and in video games particularly have already been doing this. So for them to be really the first ones to step into this whole metaverse deal, it makes complete and utter sense. And I believe that it's going to be the video game industry that leads us into the metaverse the furthest, the quickest. You know, once they get far enough, obviously, you know, big giant corporations will come behind these video game companies and either scoop them up or take their ideas and run with them or whatever. However, in these games at the moment that are expanding these metaverses or trying to make these games that are very NFT based are very, you can, are what are called play to earn. So you can make cryptocurrency that is then, you know, you can exchange for real US dollars is like a big thing and that's the next wave. And some of these really nice projects that are coming out, these games that are being developed are already releasing the ability to buy real estate in their game or buy buildings like a blacksmith or something in their game. Unfortunately, some of them are already out and they came out and the companies that did it already knew what they could be and had a, a fucking epic price tag, you know? 
before, you know, I think we've got way more respect for this idea right now than we ever did. However, it's still expensive as hell. I'm talking 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 dollars to buy a digital asset. And as much as I was talking it up, I mean, I still am in no place to like do that. You know, and if I could, I would. I maybe you know, it'd still be hard for me who talks about it for a podcast and who trades cryptos and NFTs on a regular basis. It'd still be hard for me to like warrant spending $30,000 on a blacksmith shop in a game that's not quite out yet because the ROI on it could be fucking mind blowing. You know, like because so many games come out, especially if you're a gamer and you are big into MMORPGs, right? How many times do people think that this MMORPG was going to be the next big thing? And it's cool for three to four months and then it crashes and burns and that one that's still been there is still there. Or, oh, this is going to be great, and it crashes and burns, and it crashes and burns. And then, okay, this, is, this isn't this is the main game now, but more people are flocking to it. Okay, now this one's the hottest thing for eight months, and then it kind of fades down. It's still popular, but not as popular as the old standby. You know, we're talking like WoW and Final Fantasy fourteen and things like that, and then all these new MMOs come out, New World came out, and it was the hottest fucking thing for a month or two. And then it kind of... You know, and it's not as hot now. Just games come out, and they garner all this attention. What I'm trying to say is... It's hard for me to want to invest twenty, thirty thousand dollars into an NFT land now, even though I talk about it, even though I endorse it. Like endorse it seems weird. I don't like say you should do this because obviously nothing in this podcast is financial advice, you know. But I'm an advocate. I think the idea of it, the theory behind it, I think that's where we're heading as a society, like things like that. But, you know, maybe not necessarily just video game based, but I think that's where we're heading. I think the video games are the first step in this whole situation. I know I could do it. You know, it's just because I have so much uncertainty and I know how fickle the video game community is to come out with one. It might be the hottest thing, but if somebody releases one that's just slightly better or has like two better features than the other one, people will just pick up and go there. You know, it's a little more difficult because I think of play to earn, you make people really invest in your game and then it's hard to leave, right? You, well, I invested a thousand dollars into this game. I'm not just going to pick up and leave. That's a thousand dollars. I'm going to have to play until I feel like I got my money's worth. And then I'll go over there or whatever it is investment wise. So that was, all, you know, these games with, like I said, the blacksmith building or, or whatever, you know, translate that to literally any other profession in any game you've ever played. You can invest in these buildings. You can invest in a farm. You know, you can invest in the land that people then have to build these buildings on. But being aware that this is a thing, that it exists, that people are already doing it, that people probably smarter than you and I are already doing it and have already bought a large majority of the land and the buildings and the what have you that are already available for what will be the next step in this pay to earn gaming or the next step in the metaverse. While we might not be technically on the ground level, I think making you aware of it and having it on your radar will put you in a better position to be able to take advantage of the next wave. Or maybe you can squeak in and get a part of something, right? So that's really why I wanted to make you guys aware of it so that you could kind of just keep it on your radar and be aware that this is a thing you can't invest in, that this is a thing happening, that this is real now. You know, right now, they're, it's it's pretty expensive to get into these things because they, whether it's because they're newer and they have a higher price tag because they need the capital to develop the game, or maybe it's a game that thinks so highly of itself that it knows what it'll be worth in the future, you know, whatever it may be, I say it's a high price tag looking at it as a person who doesn't have this great expenditure, this great cushion of extra money to in quote unquote invest in these video games and these digital assets, right? 
Now, to people who just invest on the regular, maybe it is small pennies to them. Maybe they're like 30000 for something that could have a potential ROI of insert percentage here. Oh, that's a no-brainer. Let me do that. You know, I, I am not that guy. However, if I had the money and I was there to invest, I may do it, right? I say all this again to bring us to the point of this really exists. This is really something you should have on your radar. This is really something you should look at. I believe this is just the beginning. Even if we miss as a community or what have you at large, community at large, we miss a chance to get it on the ground floor of the projects that are about to come out. Even though these projects are about to come out, they may be huge for six months, maybe even a year. However, they are, in my opinion, just the first step. So being ready to take advantage of like, like if we call this like version one, like being able to invest in version 1.5 and making the money and then being like, oh, here comes version two. Boom, let's invest, you know, and then every time a new version comes out, it's bigger. It's more popular. It's more widely accepted. It's bigger. It's popular, you know, and then depending on how the world goes and at rate that these come out. You know, just being where we are right now is so much more or so much further ahead than other individuals that would fight us for these NFTs or these buildings or or whatever the fuck they are. Right. So I do believe this is just the beginning, similar to how I always talk about like NFTs are in a cool spot where they have utility and they're in these gamified yield farms and they're being used to like enter yourself into lotteries or like cool night, you know, nightclubs or clubs in general or whatever the fuck like NFTs just got here recently and they were just developed like a year ago, year and a half ago, something like that. They started really popping off and they're already on like version two, maybe even version three at this point of like utility and what they can do. Now, if that happened in a year, year and a half, imagine what's going to happen when the first one of these pay to earn games comes out where people bought land and bought buildings and bought weapons and bred horses and made fucking corn in some pay to earn game. And they're just bringing in a salary. You know, I'm not saying they became a millionaire. Maybe some people will, but I'm saying like, Hey, I make $80,000 a year and I do very little for my house because I own the second biggest farm in this game. (laughs) I mean, that sentence is fucking wild, right? So imagine if that is where we get, and that's only on version one. Imagine what 1.5 would be because suddenly people with deep, deep pockets are going to be like, I want in on that. Let's make a better one. Oh, let's make the one. Let's make the one. And and then the next one that comes out and the next one comes out, it could a year, year and a half after this first big one comes out, whatever it may be, we're going to accelerate that shit and it's going to it's going to evolve very quickly. So I do think this is just the beginning. I think it's, you know, maybe this isn't the beginning. Maybe this is 6 months after the beginning. However, I feel like making everybody aware that that's where we're at is just a big deal and you're already way ahead of everybody. You know, when it comes to the metaverse, if you want to see more of what I'm talking about, especially when it comes to like video games wise, what's going on is if you look at, I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast, is called Gala, G-A-L-A, Games, okay? So Gala Games has kind of positioned itself to be a platform that helps publish and get these these play-to-earn games published onto like a large scale, easily accessible platform, which is Gala Games, right? They have one currently, and then they have other ones coming out that are more video game, less like Sims metaverse and more video games that are play to earn where you own NFTs. They have an MMORPG that they have sold immense amounts of land, buildings, characters for. Most of it's sold out. Mirandus is what it's called. You know, then they came out with, so a big IP, The Walking Dead, they're going to, they are selling land deeds 
of various rarities allow for there's something that goes in and tells you what the differences is what the differences are for each land deed and why they're exponentially more expensive than the one prior to it but they're already selling those for what's called a gala coin which i think might be 20 or 30 cents right now they're going for like hundreds of thousands of these coins maybe a million of these coins so you're talking like a lot of real world money that people are spending to invest in this because they believe that this is where we're moving so if you want to want to get an idea of what I'm talking about, like you can put something in front of your eyes or you can kind of digest it a little bit at a time, I would look at Gala Games. Uh, they have a lot of games on their platform right now that are in development and aren't quite out. But if you go to their shop, like there's a game that's like a battle royale kind of deal, but it's with tanks and you can buy different weapons and different tank bodies and this and that. And that's like one version of what a play to earn game would be. And then you have that MMORPG Mirandas. It'll show you all the shit that's sold out. You can do the math on like how much each one was selling for, right? There might be a little bit of stuff still for sale if you really want to go that route. Uh, and then they have the Walking Dead, which will only have those land claims at the moment. I haven't looked lately, so maybe there's more. But they have those land claims. You can see how much those are going for and what they're about. You know, it's crazy. You know, I think the Walking Dead is the first giant like blockbuster IP that is getting into the space. However, you know, it could just be the door that opens and suddenly... You flood and then all the giant IPs and video games and, and shows or whatever the fuck universes, you know, and then they flood into the space and then it evolves at a rapid pace because that's where the money is. Wherever the majority of attention is or whatever garners the most attention is then flagged as the thing that's going to make all the money. So look at that. Check that out. Gala Games, again, check that out. I think it'll be a cool way for you to kind of digest what I'm talking about a little better. You can look up the sandbox. I think I mentioned it. You can look it up or just go to Google and type in Metaverse and there will be a plethora of shit to look at. You know, good, bad, indifferent, some very technical, some not very technical, some, oh my God, this is the end of humanity, some this is only the beginning of humanity. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, curate it to your preference. Uh look at things that are informational or, or maybe they're heavily more towards just the metaverse area. And by that, I mean, you have an avatar, you go to buy Amazon stuff in the digital Amazon, right? Or the gaming one, which I think is kind of what's going to drive the way anyway. So make sure you guys check that out. I think I talk about this podcast. We talk about a lot about NFTs, a lot about my mindset when I invest, why I look at projects and things like that. And, and you can do the same with these big, big projects that aren't quite out yet. And I'll go over them as they come out and we'll talk about them and if I'm able to get into them or like my experience with them because I, I really do like it. But the reason I haven't had a lot of that specific gaming centered or gaming driven content quite yet is because the amount of money I have to invest, I'm really at the level now where I can really just flip NFTs and get into these NFT yield farms. I'm not quite to the point where I can purchase these large purchases and these NFT metaverse video games. And even if I could, most of them aren't out yet or don't come out for a while. So I'm still positioned to see what, what's going to happen. I mean, hell, I don't know. So, you know, it's been really interesting just watching it evolve already. And once one comes out and does well, I think then that's going to light the rocket and it's, or what do we say in the crypto? To the moon. <laughs> so guys, that's really why I wanted to talk about on this episode is the metaverse kind of generally what the metaverse was, how I see that, you know, it could totally be a real world possibility, you know, more things, more people, more businesses, real estate, everything going digital, right? As an escape, whatever, relaxing, whatever. However, being aware of that and knowing that you can start to purchase or get in line to purchase land and buildings and boats and horses and farmlands and shit 
in that space, whether for cheap or for lots of money, because some of it's really expensive uh, already, even though in 10 years, I'm you might be laughing at somebody saying that it was expensive. However, that that's a thing that you can invest in. And that's a possibility on the table right the fuck now. While you're listening to this, this is a possibility. And then just also making you aware that while it's a possibility right now, I do think we're still at the fledgling stages. I think we're still at the early adopter stage. Maybe we're a little past that because we're past the investing phase on some of these. Uh, However, I feel like we're still there. And I think making you aware of it is going to put you that much further ahead of everybody who's going to come after, who's not even going to be thinking of having these things in their mind or on their plate or in their realm of possibility. And you're going to be able to jump on things before other people, possibly for a better price, or just grab something that's limited in quantity because you're aware. So that was really the idea behind this. And, you know, I have been doing a lot of research about it, and I thought it'd be interesting to show it out to you guys so that you could do it. Because, again, I think it's important. I think it's cool. And I like to talk about things that I think are cool. So, guys, thanks for sticking around for another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. We are the most profane and the least profound crypto podcast in the entire cryptoverse. Sitting in a recliner at the intersection of life, video games, NFTs, and crypto. Have a great day. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Filthy Casuals Crypto Podcast. I just wanted to say thank you, and I wanted to ask that no matter what platform you're on, however the fuck you're listening to us or you're consuming our content, man, we really appreciate it. And I just hope that you can like it, share it, review it, whatever the hell, and just tell your friends about it, tell people you like about it. If you don't like the podcast, tell people you don't like about it. You know, any kind of action like that would really help us out. Have a great day, guys, and stay casual. Stay casual.